Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome. Um, it's a beautiful day in Colorado. It's cold. It's uh, 17 degrees. Didn't expect that this morning. Um, but wanted to welcome you to Taste Life Radio. Um, I'm Nikki Burnett. My company is Taste Life Nutrition. I'm a functional nutritionist. And I work with all kinds of different people, um, from chronic issues to just learning about their health and their needs and on and on. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I wanted to welcome you to the show. Um, and wanted to talk a little bit about this challenge that I'm doing right now, which has really been kind of fun. I'm only four days in, but it's this 21-day abundance challenge by uh, who's put, it was put together by Deepak Chopra. And so what is abundance? You know, abundance is kind of what you want it to be, whether it's abundance in love or friends or wealth or dogs, right? I mean, that's where my abundance is, is in dogs. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, it's a great thing, um, and I recommend it to anybody who, who wants to do it, especially if you're just learning to meditate, because it's a very short meditation, gives you a cool mantra, um, um, and I actually was going to write down my mantra uh, so I could say it, and I forgot, but that's okay. Um, but it's all about, you know, what you already have is your abundance, and then bringing in more of that. Um, and so it's really a beautiful, um, a, a beautiful challenge to do. Um, it's daily exercises and the meditations. And again, if you're just learning to meditate, this is a great way to do it and to have fun with it. And it's this is with a, a group of people that I'm doing this with, so it's it's really cool. So um, abundance is an amazing thing, um, and it's just it's it's been a ton of fun. So when putting this show together. Um, we're talking about um, what's in our food. And so I started thinking as I'm putting the show together, you know, you know, I like to start the show with gratitude. And what is it that I'm most grateful for in this moment? And really, for me, at this point, it's the farmers and ranchers who are out there doing the hard work and doing the right thing to bring us good, healthy, clean food. And obviously, well, I hope it's obvious, I'm not talking about our conventional meat, our conventional crops um, that are filled with toxins and chemicals and all of these, um, you know, neurotoxins and things that are, um, that are just really damaging to us and how we've gotten so far away from what is real food to where we are today with just loading our food with these non-nutrients and these toxicants that are creating so much of what our issues are today. It's really frustrating. I mean, you think about there are, and I don't know if this would get me in trouble, but there are people out there in these companies who literally do not care about what they put in the, in, in the food that they're giving you. And of course, it's our responsibility to buy it or not buy it or to eat it and not eat it, right? So they can do it and we, cannot, we can talk with our pocketbook. So it's really important. But there are people out there who really don't care what they put in there and they don't believe that the colorings and the dyes and the preservatives and the uh, pesticides and herbicides are a problem. Um, and it just kind of floors me, you know, it floors me that there, there's that, that attitude of, ah, it's fine, you know, I'm making whatever I'm making and it doesn't matter to me. And um, if, if I'm wrong about that, I hope, you know, maybe somebody can tell me, but um, that's not what I'm seeing because I'm not seeing it get any, any better. I am seeing things change though when it comes to those farmers and ranchers who are doing the hard work. They're not getting the, the government subsidies because they're not... Um, you know, putting their animals in feedlots and they're not, you know, growing with genetically modified seeds or um, putting pesticides and herbicides on their crops. Um, and so those men and women go out and work really hard to bring us good, healthy, real food that is actually going to feed us. And so one of the things that I think is really important to remember, and I don't, I can't right now get too much into, um, into what it, what the differences that are between conventional and grass-fed meat. Um, I'll do that at another time. I love that topic. It's a really great topic. But um, but what I want to say is that these these. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm totally distracted because we have the puppy. Blue Jay, who we're bringing on at the end of the show, sitting right outside my door. And I just keep looking at him going, I need that little puppy in my lap. So you'll get to meet Blue Jay here in a little bit. But um, the 
what I want to talk about with the animals that we uh, that we that we put into our, our our food system, right? I some of you may know that my master's degree is animal science, so I have been an animal person somehow since the day I was born, before the day that I was born. I don't know how, but. They are what I love and what I appreciate. And my true goal is, I do believe that we're meat eaters. My goal is to um, to serve those animals who are here. You know, we're here to serve each other. Um, and so we're also here, put here to serve these animals, to take care of them, take care of their needs, give them what they need, feed them the right things. And then when it's their turn to serve us as food, they're healthy enough to serve us and give us what we need. What we need to understand, animals who are conventionally raised are inflamed and obese and full of um, just these anxiety-ridden hormones and just things that are really unhealthy for them. But what we don't pay attention to often is that biochemical change in that animal, all of the inflammation, all of the the hormones that they've been shot up with, all of the the obesity um, from eating foods that they're not supposed to eat, like grains and corn, those are not natural foods for for cows. Um, That that biochemical disruption, that inflammation, all of that stuff translates to us. And so we don't understand, we're, we're eating this terrible meat and we don't understand why we're getting sick. Meat's healthy for some, and it depends on your genetics to know how much you how much meat you need and how much meat you don't need. Um, and same with fat, and same with carbohydrates, right? So I'm not I'm not a generalist. I don't believe we all need you know the same amount of meat, carbon, and uh, or protein, carbon, fat. But the fact is, if we're eating unhealthy food, whether it's from the crops or whether it's from uh, cows or chickens, and uh, you know, chickens that don't get to move, things like that that's going to translate to us and it will create obesity and it will create inflammation. They're not giving us the nutrient density that we need from them. And that's what we get from animals who are um, not conventionally raised. They're the grass-fed, 100% grass-fed, pastured animals that are taken care of. We serve them and then they serve us. Okay, so um, I went off a little bit on that because I, it's so important to me. I just think it, it makes such an impact when we look at it that way. Um, so my gratitude for the day is to the farmers and ranchers who are working really, really hard. And with that, I want to talk about um, what's in our food. And I need you to understand that this is a massive topic. So a book that I have in my library in my office this is a book. It's a Consumer's Dictionary to Food Additives. It's huge, and it's old. Um, I think it was 05 or something. This book is from 05. I'm not sure when it's from. Um, it's a great resource, though, if you are a book person and you want something to hold on to. Um, I'm sure that they have an updated version. But um, this is this thick. This is how, why I want you to understand that I am only barely scraping the the very top of what is going into our food. So that's what I'm trying to do is just give you some insight and some thoughts, you know, some, you know, some thought provoking information to think about when you're putting something in your mouth and putting it in your body, because you put it in your body in, I'm sorry, you put it in your mouth, it goes into your entire body and your body utilizes it, whether it's good or bad, right? And what's it going to do? It's going to create good or it's going to create bad. Um, but instead of going and getting a book like this, what you can do is go to ewg.org. If you haven't heard of EWG, it's Environmental Working Group. This is an amazing organization. I think I probably had this book probably way before EWG was around. Um, but they're an organization. You can look at body care products. You can look at house cleaning products. You can look at food. You can put in single ingredients or you can put in the, the entire product and it'll come up with your list of ingredients. It'll rate it, rank it. It'll tell you everything about it. It's amazing. So what I do, if I have a question about something, I put in EWG and then whatever the product is or whatever the ingredient is, and it'll come up straight to it. It's amazing. So amazing resource. Go to ewg.org um, to understand um, what's your, what you're putting in your mouth. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's fight back a little bit. You know, let's be 
educated and know what it is we're putting, if it's a box with ingredients on it, let's know what that is and let's know what it's doing to our body and what it's doing to our family and to our friends. And when we see that things are carcinogenic and when we see that things are neurotoxins, let's stop buying them. We should be really angry about this. And, you know, I see little Blue Jay here. Same with dog food, okay? We have colorings and preservatives and trash in, um, in this, this kibble that we keep feeding our, our dogs, and we wonder why they're dying at 8, 9, 10, and 11 when they're supposed to be 25 or 30 before they die, okay? So these are things that we want to think of in any mouth that it's going into. Cats, birds, cows, right? Food is food. And we all need good, healthy, real food. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, um, and I'm just really going to glaze over some of this stuff because there's a lot here. But the first one I want to talk about are fats. We've got good fats and we've got bad fats. We see, we're told by mainstream medicine, mainstream media, that canola oil is a healthy oil. Canola, canola oil is one of the most unhealthy inflammatory oils out there. I could do a whole segment on oils and so I'm just going to hit these top things that are that are really important. Canola oil, vegetable oil, um, these are these will create inflammation and so it's it's unfortunate because we have these heart uh, heart patients, right? Um, in our medical system, um, they have heart failure or whatever the case may be, cardiovascular um, issues. And they're told to eat canola oil. It's, it's a marketing game. It really is what it is. And canola oil is absolutely inflammatory. If we're already in an inflamed state, which is going to be any disease that we're dealing with, mental, emotional, physical, if we're in an inflamed state, canola oil will create more inflammation. Okay? It is not heart healthy. Please, if you don't take anything else from this, if you have a cardiovascular uh, patient in your family in your care, canola oil is not healthy. It is very dangerous, okay? Um, some good fats though, good fats. Avocado oil, olive oil, don't cook with olive oil. At this point, some people don't agree with me and that's okay, I tend to be more, more conservative to make sure when I don't know for sure if I'm right, I would prefer to stay on the conservative side. There are those who believe that it's fine for cooking um, but in my world, in the functional medicine, functional nutrition world, olive oil does not stand high heat cooking or even medium heat cooking, and it turns it into a rancid fat. Um, so it's, oxi it's oxidized and creates, um, ox uh, it creates inflammation in the body. So put it on your cold food, pour it over your food that's been cooked, but don't cook with it. But you can cook with av uh, avocado oil, you can cook with coconut oil. If you have good grass-fed butter um, and ghee, those are great uh, fats, great, great to cook with. So those are really good. But the thing is, even when you go to prepared markets, prepared foods, you will see um, canola oil. I'm gonna say, I love Whole Foods, I go to it, but I have to check out, if I go to their salad bar, I have to check out what's in the ingredients because they use a lot of canola oil, and it's very frustrating. Okay, I'm gonna move on. Um, sugar, sugar's in everything. Sugar's in absolutely everything. If you're eating low-fat something, which I do not recommend, low-fat yogurt, low-fat milk, what do they do? They add sugar, because taking out the fat takes away the taste. So if something has a sugar as an ingredient in it, sugar is, is, is probably genetically modified, okay? Um, and so sugar is a really important nutrient to understand that it's not good for us. We can get sugar in fruit, which is great. Um, and we can, um, but we wanna avoid sugar as much as we can because it is, it, it's tough on the brain. It literally makes the blood sticky, okay? So stay away from sugar, look at your ingredients because things like high fructose corn syrup, the body, the liver doesn't know how to handle it. Um, agave nectar, is as bad as high fructose corn syrup. It is not a healthy substitute. Okay, um, moving on a little bit. I, I think, let's see, I'm, <laughs> time gets away from me and I love this so much. Um, but I think what I wanna talk about real quick is a company that I adore. Um, one of the things that I really like to do in, in my world is support the companies and the people who are doing the right things. 
Um, and so Zymogen is a company who's out there doing the right thing. And so we were talking about these these foods that we eat that um, aren't giving us the nutrition that we need, that we're not getting the nutrient density. Sometimes we just want to know that we're taking a good, healthy uh, multivitamin. And so Zymogen has a vitamin, uh, well, it's, it's called Active Nutrients. And so it's Active Nutrients and it's got antioxidants and fish oil. They've got a great fish oil, almost the only one I use. Um, and so it's a, it's a, they're, they're in a pack. So you, it's really easy to take. Zymogen's a great company. Go to Whole Scripts. You can put in Radio 5 um, to get a discount. Go to my website, and then there's a, a, a link that, that says Whole Scripts, and you put in Radio 5, and you can get a dis discount. And you can look through, and you don't have to just order the multivitamin. But it's a good, safe, healthy multivitamin. They have them for men, for women. They have them iron-free, iodine-free, or with... Um, and so you, they are truly tailored for people in the different conditions and genders that we are and that we deal with. So Zymogen's a great company, really good company. I appreciate them so much. Um, okay, I want to move on now to pesticides and herbicides. And I want to hit on this as quickly as possible. Pesticides and herbicides, I, I, I might have said this before, but I actually got into this Facebook fight with this guy who... <laughs> who uh, doesn't believe that pesticides and herbicides are a problem. You know, he says, if it's gonna increase yield and we need a little bit to keep the bugs and the weeds out of our food, then I don't mind it a little bit. But we eat every day, multiple times a day, right? And if we're not eating um, good, healthy, chemical-free food, we are constantly putting this toxic burden on our body. And so pesticides and herbicides, they're hormone disruptors, they're neurotoxins. I mean, literally, so what happens is they, they're called xenoestrogens, and I believe we've talked about this, but xenoestrogens, they bind to estrogen receptor sites, both men and women, animals. We have receptor sites all over our body, everywhere, pretty much on every cell. And, did I say estro, estrogen receptors? Anyway, so estrogen, the, the xenoestrogens come in, they bind to the estrogen receptors really, really tight. And it doesn't allow for the natural estrogen in our body to do its job. So we have all of this excess estrogen going around. We have these, these fake estrogens that are binding to our estrogen receptors, and it creates a huge problem for our children, for us as women, when we're suffering, you know, many of us have uh, PM, uh, you know, PMS symptoms, PMDD symptoms, which is this horrible, uncontrollable rage, and I've dealt with it, and I've seen it, and it's really, really difficult to deal with, um, and it's hard to understand because it's truly uncontrollable, um, and it's, a, it's, it's something to be aware of because, um, you know, if it's a liver issue or if it's a genetic issue and you're not eliminating uh, estrogen properly and you're taking in more of these um, estrogens, uh, xenoestrogens from these chemicals in our environment, then... Um, then we are just creating this huge burden, which in time creates disease, right? Disease, and so we need to understand that these symptoms, these 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 uh, problems, these diseases, these conditions that we deal with, these aren't normal. Pain, fatigue, foggy brain, these things are not normal. So address them. Figure out where they're coming from. Could it be from pesticides and herbicides? I read a story about a young kid who didn't talk. He just didn't talk, and I believe he was uh, also diagnosed on the spectrum. And when they took him off of foods with pesticides and herbicides, he began to speak. <laughs> what does that tell us, right? So that might be a little bit extreme, but, you know, over time this stuff builds up. It's a really, really big problem for us. Um, let's see. Coloring. Holy smokes. Okay, so I have um, this list with me that is insane. And it's food additives, which are the, the preservatives and the colorings and all of the things that are in our food. Um, and so it's, it's a list. You actually should go to it. I would go to it. It's called mphprogramslist.com. And the name of the, the article is 50... Jaw-droppingly toxic food ingredients and artificial additives to avoid. <laughs> so the website is Public Health Education, and so um, there is, there are 
you know, these red food colorings. They put red food coloring, blue food coloring in our food, in dog food. Um, and we wonder sometimes, you know, we, we've, some of you have probably heard that these create excitability. Um, and so we diagnose our children with ADD, ADHD, um, and we don't understand it's because of the food and the trash and the sugar and the colorings and the preservatives that are neurotoxic and creating this excitability in these kids and they can't focus and they can't learn and it's all the food that they're putting in their body. But think about your pets. Think about your dogs who they are excitable and you can't calm them down and you, know, you don't understand why and it's not just puppy, it's more than just puppy. Um, and then you send them back to the shelter because you can't handle it. Maybe it's the food they're eating, okay? We always have to, at the very least, start thinking about food. We have to think about food. We have to think about what's going into our body because it feeds our cells. It feeds our body and literally tells our body what to do. So if we're taking in these, these preservatives and these chemicals, what's it telling our body to do? Well, it's kind of putting our body in this crazy state where it doesn't know what to do because it's not getting fed and it's getting told that it's full of toxins. And so it's trying to deal with those. So we've got these red number three. Uh, one of the things here is red causes cancer in animals um, and there's, there's evidence that several other dyes also are carcinogenic. We've got um, red 40, yellow five, yellow six um, are also contaminated with benzidine or other carcinogens. Blue one, red 40, yellow five, yellow six cause hypersensitivity reactions. Um, and so numerous microbiological and rodent studies of yellow five were positive for genotoxicity. So it messes with the genome, messes with your genetics, it messes with your DNA, right? So if we have developmental issues, we have our children coming in with developmental issues, um, you know, could it be from mom and what she was eating? Could it be from from you know what they're eating as as babies, if it's um, if there are colorings and dyes and preservatives and things that are in these baby foods, you know that's one of the another thing that we've gotten gotten away from is feeding our kiddos food. You know, go from the breast, start bringing in real food, avocados, mashing them up. It's not a it's you know it's not a difficult thing. We don't have to pay these exorbitant amounts of money to go buy baby food when all we need to do is have soft food available for our kiddos. Um, let's see, so it was interesting, this, there was a, this study that I'm looking at was through, it's a PubMed study, um, and so the, con the, the conclusion of the study, and I found this interesting, so I, I really thought it was important to read it to you, but the inadequacy of much of the testing and the evidence for carcinogenicity and genotoxicity and hypersensitivity, coupled with the fact that dyes do not improve the safety or nutritional quality of foods, indicates that all of the currently used dyes should be removed from food, the food supply, and replaced, if at all, by safer colorings. It is recommended that regulatory authorities require better and independent toxicity testing, exercise greater caution regarding continued approval of these dyes, and in the future, approve only well-tested safe dyes. That's a pretty big deal. I mean, and this comes directly from PubMed, you know, talking to our regulatory affairs agencies. Um, the stuff that's getting put in our food is it's sick and it's sad. So pay attention, look at the ingredients or just eat one, two ingredient foods, right? Make your own food at home um, or find the places that you know are safe because there are more and more of them popping up. Popping up. And it's amazing and it's really fun when you find these places. You're like, oh, I wanna support the places that are amazing and great at what they do, right? Okay, um, one of the other things that I wanna hit on are a couple of other things, preservatives, preservatives. There's this one, um, you've probably heard of it, but it's called BHT, BHA, BHT. And I used to see it, I think they've taken it out, but I used to see it in Science Diet Dog Food, who claims to be the best, um, you know, dog food out there. I mean, if you listen to me more, go to Real uh, Real Raw Health Facebook Live page or uh, talk that I do with Matt and, and you'll hear more about this. But I, it just amazes me, these companies who promote themselves to be the best dog food, the most nutrient dense, are full of the most trash. It floors me. Look at the ingredients. Learn. I mean, you can look at them and you'll go, 
how is this possible? It's it's just sad and it's sick. So another thing um, when it comes to preservatives are the nitrates and nitrites. And so there was a time, you know, nitrates and nitrites naturally come from things like celery. And so there was a time when the natural preservative from celery was a nitrate or, or a nitrite, but they have taken it and they've, they've made it into a fake product, which not necessarily a bad thing. Um, if it's in cold food, so you're going to see nitrates and nitrites, you'll see it in wine. You'll see them in um, like processed like bacon, uh, bacon and ham and your, uh, your, uh, your deli meats, things like that. Um, you see a lot of nitrates and nitrites. And so deli meats, I don't have to go into that again. You know, those are those have trash in them already, unless you know they don't, right? So there are some good ones out there. Um, but the problem with the nitrates and the nitrites is if you heat them up, so you want to have a nice hot sandwich or you want to have bacon with your breakfast and you stick it on the skillet and you heat it up, they are converted to nitrosamines, which is highly carcinogenic. So if you have a bottle of wine and you want to cook with it and it's got nitrates or nitrites in it, it's fine if you want to drink it, but if you cook with it, what are you doing? You're creating a carcinogen. So we want to be really, really aware of these nitrates and nitrites that are put in our food. Look for them. Lots of companies now are going uh, without the nitrates and the nitrites. Really important to stay away from that stuff. One of the most carcinogenic substances out there are these nitrosamines, okay? Um, let's see, you know, there's a, I have a real problem with fortifying foods, um, with supplements and nutrients. And that's another thing that we see in our food chain is we, we have foods that are so overly processed that we feel the companies feel the need that they have to add nutrients back in. So they add fake nutrients back in. Um, we utilize D, D3. We don't well utilize D2, and that's usually what you'll see being put back into a product. Um, you'll see folic acid. You see folic acid in um, in pastas and breads and um, all these you know things we probably shouldn't be eating anyway. But folic acid is a big problem. It's a synthetic nutrient, and it only so much of it can be absorbed, and then it doesn't allow for any more of the natural folate to be absorbed. So we really, and specifically or especially, if someone has some genetic issues are genetic uh, what's called polymorphisms um, if they they don't utilize folate well anyway and they're taking in folic acid it can increase anxiety increase a whole lot of problems so we want to we don't want folic acid if you're taking a a, 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 a what's my what's my word a, a pregnancy multivitamin <laughs> I just lost my words um, a, a prenatal, if you're taking a prenatal vitamin and it has folic acid in it, don't take it. Get one with folate, okay? The same with B12. You, want, you don't want cyanocobalamin. That's a whole other story when it comes to B12. There are multiple types, but you do not want cyanocobalamin. You're better off with methylcobalamin, um, and that, but also has the potential for some of increasing some anxiety. So know what you're taking. Talk to people who know, and you might need other forms of B12, but do not take cyanocobalamin and do not take um, folic acid. Okay, um, let's see. One of the things I really wanted to hit on is, how am I on time? I wanted to talk about vegan proteins. Um, and veg, uh, vegan proteins and then your your vegetable powders, right? So we have so much of this out there. Besides the source that it may come from, what they're finding is that the, the studies are showing, I mean, people are taking these products and taking putting them into the lab and looking at the ingredients and what's in there, really high in heavy metals, okay? So we think that we're doing the right thing and we get these these powders with 5,000 ingredients in them go, oh, they're all great ingredients and they're healthy and they're good. Well, maybe for some they are, but they could be high in heavy metals. And there might be some things that you're sensitive, sensitive to or allergic to, and you're not putting together that this 5,000 ingredient product, even though it sounds good, may have some things in there that are creating problems for you. So keep that in mind and be aware. You know, you know that um, there are people like me who, who do testing. We do heavy metal testing. We do um, environmental toxicant um, testing. We, we look at genetics. We do all of these things to really understand 
what's going on with you and why it's going on with you um, and and then try to 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 get rid of the things you know mitigate any of the issues that that you're dealing with by you know getting rid of the heavy metals if that's what we find um, and getting rid of some of the sensitivities and that kind of thing so um, salt salt is a hard one it, actually it's not that hard salt's really easy but salt's in everything so what we're finding is salt which the salt that we have now which is the table salt the white salt has been essentially deconstructed from the hundreds of uh, minerals and trace minerals that it naturally is down into sodium chloride two so we have table salt we have high blood pressure we have these two minerals and the body says I don't know what this is and I don't know what to do with it. This is why our blood pressure goes up higher with table salt. It is not a complete food if it's table salt, okay? You want salt that, it, and it's the table salt typically that you're gonna see in processed foods. Um, and there's so much sodium added, sodium salt, right? Added to our food that it's, that, you know, be aware of it. If you eat butter, which I think for some is fine and a great thing, if you're eating pastured butter, don't get the one with salt. Get the one without salt. You can add your own salt. You don't need salt in your butter. You know, simple things like that, little changes to create um, a good, healthy, well-sourced meal that's going to be beneficial to you and not trusting somebody else to, to know what you need. Okay? Um, so salt needs to have color to it. So my favorite is the pink Himalayan salt. Um, but it can have brown, all these different kind of specks in it. So it needs to have color to it. It doesn't need to be white. You want a good, healthy sea salt, Himalayan sea salt. Um, your body knows what to do with it. And I would, I would jump out there for, and say that for many, if there's high blood pressure and you're using good, healthy salt, it will un it's unlikely to increase your blood pressure. Okay? I will not say that that's across the board. But I think that, that it's, it's a consideration for those of you who have been told you can never eat salt. Um, healthy salt is good for the body. It's why we've used it as currency, right? Salt is amazing. It's great stuff in the right form. Um, there are other things that are put in, you know, there are gums that are put into our food. Um, you know, you've heard of carrageenan and xanthan, xanthan gum and locust bean gum. Some of these things are fine. So uh, one like there's guar gum. Gargum's a probiotic. It's really good for some. For some people who are dealing with things like SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, gargum might be a problem because it's a prebiotic and it, it, uh, those, those bugs are in the wrong place creating a problem. Um, but it doesn't mean it's bad for everybody. But there's one, there's the carrageenan that we see in everything. It's, a, it's from seaweed. So I'm not sure what the, the connection is to it being such a problem. Um, but it is a problem. So it, it is definitely a problem with GI, so it can create some pretty significant GI distress. Um, but it has been shown also to be a potential carcinogen. So what's the conservative thing to do? Don't buy things with carrageenan in it, right? It's not, it's not worth it, um, especially if you have sensitive tummy um, and create some GI upset. Okay. Um, I think we're at the point where uh, I want to talk about one other company and then we're gonna bring in our special guest, Blue Jay. But give me a couple of minutes because I wanna talk about a company that um, I've come to really appreciate um, and enjoy. And again, going back to, uh, I wanna support those who are doing the right thing and who have really great products and are out there to, to help people. And so uh, on the very first show, I think I uh, talked to you about a company called Rightful. And so it's a brand new company. Um, I know, not personally, but I know the, develop, the, the developers of the product. And it's this product, it's got whole foods in it. It's, uh, it the ingredients are really great. So it's turmeric and you know the, the base of it's coconut oil or coconut milk. Um, and let's see, uh, ashwagandha. So some, some herbs that are supportive and adaptogenic. Um, and so it's anti-inflammatory and it's got some poppy in it for the evening to help you sleep. So it's got an AM product and a PM product. And so I'm always pretty aware and careful about new products. Um, and I'm certainly careful about products that are online. We've already talked about that. But products that are um, 
that where I know where they're coming from, then I'm I'm comfortable with that. And so, so this is <laughs> this is the picture of the active essentials from Zymogen. Um, and so that's the one that we've already talked about, just so you see and you know you're not confused. But Rightful is the company that I'm talking about now. Um, and so Rightful, the AMPM product, uh, oh, sorry. So what I was saying, I got distracted. What I was saying was um, they, I, when I know who creates them and I know their intention and I know who they are and I know the people in the company and I talk to them on a regular basis and then I try their product, you know, I don't promote something before I truly believe and try the product and I know the product. And so I took it for a month. There we go, there's Rightful. Um, and so their initial intent with this product was for pain. It's got, it's got anti-inflammatories in it. Um, and so, you know, for me, I want to decrease inflammation and I would need to know where the pain is coming from. So this could be a fix for, for long-term, say, so for my husband who has um, he has a fused ankle that creates a lot of pain. That's not something that we can fix nutritionally, right? So this is probably a product that he'll remain on for the entirety of his life to help decrease the inflammation. Um, but for people who are inflamed, they have diseases and have other inflammatory processes, we want to understand why. So this could be short term, it could be long term, but we always want to understand where the inflammation is coming from, right? So we want to be very clear that there are different needs for products like this. But for me, taking it for a month, morning and evening, it was pretty amazing. I don't often have a lot of trouble with sleep, but I wake up a lot. Um, and what I found just in a month, and really pretty quickly, was this, that my sleep was really consistent. But the best thing about it, and this is the coolest thing to me, is as I took it more and more, I have a hard time getting up in the morning. I am cozy. I've got my husband, I've got my dogs, I've got a big king bed, and I'm having the best time just sleeping and cozying up. And so getting out of bed sometimes, especially when it's cold, is really difficult. It hit, I felt motivated to get up. I didn't want to go back to sleep. I wanted to get up and I wanted to get the day started. And I felt motivated throughout my day and really focused. That's an amazing thing because sometimes I feel like I have a little ADD problems too because I'm kind of one thing to another to another to another and it's hard for me to focus sometimes. So this is a product that what they're starting to show and they're starting to actually do some studies on it and I can get more into it as we talk more about it. But this is a product that is not just for pain and recovery, but for sleep, for your mental and emotional health, for focus. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes as we continue to, to use the product and as I continue to kind of do my own self-study and practice with my clients who are taking it. Um, so I'm going to move on from that, but Rightful is a great company. You can order Rightful. You can go to their website and order Rightful, and you can put in code. Hold on. Let me remember my code. It's TLN, as in Taste Life Nutrition, TLN20. And I think you get $20 off. I think I'm pretty sure. Yes, that's what it is. I had to remember. But go in, put in TLN20, and give it a try. It's good stuff. It's been really fun, and I'm super excited to keep this going and, and see all the fun things that come with it. Okay, I'm ready for Blue Jay. So Alexa and Blue Jay, do y'all want to come in? Yes. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Blue, Blue Jay's been outside the door playing with her his toys and just having the best time. And I've been dying to love on Blue Jay. Hi. There come he is. Here. Come here. Can I pick him up? Yeah. Absolutely. Hi. Come here. I'm going to put you on camera. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, <laughs> look at this sweet baby. Oh my goodness. I love the green on black. It's so pretty. It's so cute. Hi. Hi. How are you? Well, how are you? I'm well. Thanks so much for coming in yeah, and um, bringing in Blue Jay. Mm -hmm. And what do you see? <laughs> You're so quiet now. Everything is new to him. Yeah. He's like three months old, so it's oh. all, all foreign territory. So sweet, that mm. belly. I, I'm, okay, you can't have him. I'm taking him home. <laughs> this is what's going to get me in trouble with my husband mm -hmm. because if we get, we have three. If we get another one, I might end up divorced. Or he, he might fall in love. I don't know which one. We'll, we'll, we'll have to find out and see. Usually fall in love first. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's hard when he's this cute. Yeah, so let's talk about Blue Jay. Sure, so he is... Three months old. He's a Great Dane mix. Um, he came in with 
I think about five or six other uh, brothers and sisters in a litter. Um, I think they came from out of state. We get a lot of transfers from out of state. Mm-hmm. Texas, New Mexico, Kansas, they're all really high kill really states. Really high. Mm-hmm. I'm from Texas. Yeah, and absolutely. all five of my dogs have come from Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dog Man. that I just rescued is from Kansas. So yeah. it's surprising. But they came mm-hmm. to us and they, they got kennel for a little bit. So they've been with us for a little longer than we'd like. Um, but they're all healthy now and they're ready for adoption. And he's the sweetest, calmest of them all. That's Man. why he's here. <laughs> this is just too much. <laughs> Ugh. So I have to throw something out there. Kennel cough is a cold. Kennel cough mm-hmm. is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it really frustrates me, and I'm gonna go off for a minute, um, mm-hmm. that we feel the need to vaccinate our dogs for kennel cough when it's a cold. We get colds all the time. Mm-hmm. It happens, it's not a big deal, it goes away. Um, and so I will tell you, I vaccinate my dogs, I give them puppy shots, and then I do titer testing, and I've never had to give another vaccine for my dogs. Please keep that in mind with your animals because it's so hard on the immune system to have these yearly unnecessary shots. It just goes it goes into this really upregulated state. And we wonder, you know, what's happening. Again, going back to why are our dogs dying so early? There, you know, there are so many reasons, but we're told that they have to have these yearly vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, I looked, it's been years ago, I looked, and the, I, th- I think it was the American Academy of Veterinary Medicine, um, I might have that acronym wrong, but it literally stated in there, there is no evidence that we need to give yearly vaccinations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I hear you. Uh-huh. Shelter life is hard. They get kennel cough because different. of all the yes. different environmental yes. impacts. But I yes. agree. My, dog, mm-hmm. my dog's four. We didn't vaccinate him for like three years after yeah. we got him. We only gave him a rabies shot because he needed you to have be groomed. To. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You have to give rabies shots. And that's even getting better, too. We're starting to realize that we can do tighter for rabies as well. So people are starting and vets are starting to come around. But... Sorry, I tend to go off on my tangents. It is a different, it's a different environment when you're in rescue and when you have lots and lots of dogs. I, I, you know, we can't, we can't expect rescues to feed raw food, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's expensive um, or it can be expensive for a lot of dogs and they have to take what they can get. Hi. (laughs) Oh, just, I'm just going to sit here and love you talk. No. (laughs) Um, So I, I understand we all have to do the best we can with what we have. Right, and mm-hmm. so same, same in rescue, mm-hmm. um, and we've got to keep these kiddos as safe as we can. But we also want to get them into a place where um, we have, they're with educated parents, you know, educated, you know, on what good food is and, and what a good um, uh, uh, vaccination schedule looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I agree. We send all of our dogs out with vaccinations, mm-hmm. especially for the puppies, because you don't want mm-hmm. them just sprouting anything right when yep. you get home. There's going to be new yep. things, but... It's just about keeping them healthy. I know I wish I could afford to not feed my dogs dry food, but we mix it up all the time. But yeah. it's it's super tough in shelters even. We have mm-hmm. we've had up to hundred and ten dogs in our shelters, so it's really, really hard to feed them well. Um, and we go off yeah. donations and what people mm-hmm. want to give us and what we can afford. So yeah. it's tough. Yeah, it is it is tough. And I, I I will I will talk about raw feeding and all the things that I think are very, very important. But I also want there to be the understanding that there are situations where you do you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And so if you are in a oh gosh, <laughs> you are too much. If you are in a situation where you have to feed kibble, things to think about is adding eggs, adding liver, um, adding um, a fish oil supplement, not from Costco, for the love of Pete, you know, get one that's a good reputable company. Um, because it, if you give a if you give a fish oil that's rancid, which a lot of them are, then you're creating more problems. So, um, you know, giving the supplements to help decrease that inf- inflammation to to counteract the the omega six omega omega three imbalance, um, and you know, throw in some pumpkin, you know, some good pumpkin. Add water to your kibble because mm-hmm. dry food keeps a dog perpetually dehydrated. So add food. <laughs> I have have this thought. So add water to their food. Don't fall for hard food cleans their teeth. It does not. Mm-mm. The hard food is actually creating more of a problem just because of the hard food. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So put water in their food. Give them some water. I'm taking. I'm taking you home. <laughs> I'm so taking you home. Um, and yeah. 
What else can I think um, you add in fish, you know, sardines and salmon. Um, you can just get the little canned ones and add those. Mm-hmm. Add some olive oil. Do some things to kind of help to, to counteract that kibble um, and understand that it's important for it to be wet, not dry. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about MaxFun. Sure. Um, so MaxFun is Denver's only true no-kill animal shelter. Um, our mission is to take in all of the sick, injured, abandoned, um, behaviorally challenged animals that other shelters might not take or other people just don't want. Um, and we clean them up and we give them a second chance. That's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. Um, we were founded this year is 32 years ago. Um, Amazing. So, yeah, it's fantastic. 1988 um, by our executive director who's still here nancy and her husband who was a vet at the time um and they found a dog the dog just he had gotten hit by a car i believe he had needed orthopedic surgery and the emergency vet that he was taken to wouldn't perform the surgery because he didn't have an owner no one was going to pay for it it was too expensive Mm. so then uh dr bill nancy's husband actually took him to his vet um, and his, his place of work mm-hmm. and fixed the dog up. They paid for everything. Me they too. fundraised, um, and they actually ended up raising more money than needed for that one dog, so that just carried on, and now here we are, That's an organization. Yeah. So Fantastic. where does the name come from? Um, the dog's name, they ended up naming the dog Max, Max. so it started as kinda Max's like Fund and yeah. just kind of matched. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's stepping up? I, I learned today, I hope it's okay to say this, because I'm going to say that, that 80,000 people are seeing this. Wow. So there's somebody in 80,000 people who need Max and Max's little buddies, his siblings. Yeah, absolutely. Are, are his siblings still there? Uh, yes. I think okay. most of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I might <laughs> I take them all home. <laughs> I need so much land. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Start a farm and adopt Man. them all. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the dream. That's the well. That's the problem though. Is it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And how hard is rescue? It's it's oh god. I don't think I could work at a place that wasn't no kill. It's just so exhausting. We've had to put down, I think maybe five dogs since I started working there like eight mm-hmm. months ago, just for medical reasons. Yeah. We had a pointer who was mm-hmm. about a year and a half. And he was just the sweetest dog in the whole world, but he had seizures constantly. Aww. And it was just getting too much on his it's body, hard. so we had, to, we yeah. had to put him down. And that was that was heartbreaking. It was like losing my mm. own dog. It is tough. It is tough. You know, you gotta you have to think quality of life. Um, mm-hmm. And then just in rescue medical bills, you know, it's interesting. Um, there's some good science with keto for humans and uh, seizures. And there's also good science for keto, the ketogenic diet for dogs in seizures and dogs with cancer. Um, So something to think about, maybe a topic we'll hit at another point, but that's hard. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't, you can't do these specialized things for animals when you're in rescue. It's Mm -hmm. really hard. And yeah, yeah, you, it's, it's, it's difficult, but you know, when it's time, you got to just say, we we Mm -hmm. need you in a better place because there's a better place to go. And yeah. his, his spirit will live on. I yeah. have his dog tag on my keys because I miss him so much. He's such a sweetheart. Aww. But, yeah, it's it's one of those things you just kind of have to take as it comes, yeah. especially in rescue. Yeah. Oh, look, there's your logo. Max Bud. <laughs> No-kill animal shelter and adoption center. That's a perfect way to end, except this is an ending right here. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to finish up a little bit. I'm going to um, talk a little bit about what I do and why I do it and um, where you can find me and things like that. So as I said, my company is Taste Life Nutrition. Functional nutritionist, what does that mean? That means I look at the entire body inside and out. I run labs. I look at genetics. I um, I, I look at uh, you know family factors, stress factors, environmental factors, workload, Uh, exercise I try to really put together a full picture Um, functional nutrition is based in the science of functional medicine so we all work very 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 closely together and very similarly Um, always looking for the root cause we need to understand what the root cause is because once we can address that then we can start to allow the body to heal itself and to hide Never mind. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> you are precious. And now, puppy breath. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, this is my root problem right here. <laughs> <laughs> you can just take them. I'll give you the leash. Man, just too much. 
Okay, so you can find me uh, at tastelifenutrition.com. You can also find me on Facebook. I do multiple Facebook Lives. I do one with my health coach, who's amazing. We call that Functional Friday. We do that once a month. I do a Facebook Live with Matt Rowe of Parsley Pets, um, where we talk about these guys here. We also talk a lot about human nutrition as well. Um, and then uh, what else? When I talk about... Um, doing you know find supporting people who do the right thing um i started this little company called memberbox and so memberbox is this cool uh it's a it's a it's a subscription box right and so at this point it's every other month but it's full of really cool unique healthy products um that are that that they're the small companies are trying to get their good healthy products out to the masses but sometimes it's a little bit difficult for these smaller companies to do that, right? So this is where you you sign up, you have the ability to try these different um, different products, whether it's face products or food or kitchen products or cooking products or whatever it is. It's all good, healthy, sustainable, environmentally friendly stuff that you get to try out, um, and it's new to the world and it's it's all super good super great stuff um one of them was an olive oil that i have delivered to me on a regular basis that i love because olive oil is not always just olive oil and we need to be aware of that um but anyway you can sign up for member box on my website tastelifenutrition.com you'll see where it says member box sign up i think pretty simple um and it's 47 dollars every other month um and it's a hundred dollars worth of products um, and then if you, if it's something that you want, who are you going mm-hmm. that you want to continue to buy, then you can, you just go and you say, this is the product that I like and I want to continue to purchase it. And so you have that, that ability and you're supporting these small companies doing the right thing. And that's why I am doing this because I want to support the small companies who are doing the right thing and are loving our earth and loving our bodies and loving our little munchkins here. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I think that that's probably about it um i do try to do instagram and twitter i know you can find max fund um uh you you know just it's just not maxfund.com right dot org dot org mm-hmm. dot org um i have that posted um on the posters that i put out go to it they've got some really really cute little munchkins out there mm-hmm. do we still have molly yes she had an application but then the owner i think his house burned <gasps> out so he had, oh. to, had to pull it. But she's got another promising application. Good. So she'll be gone soon. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Molly's going to get a home, and we're going to get Blue Jay a home. It better not be my home, but we're going <laughs> to get Blue Jay a home. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you here 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time in two weeks. Everybody have a great day. Okay. He's <laughs> just relaxed completely. Man, so fun. Are you just a little nugget? <laughs> <laughs>